Podcast 2 Finding revelation in our personal lives is to discover or perceive a surprising in or previously unknown fact through divine or supernatural disclosure. It can be an event, dream, vision, or miracle made known in subtle or dramatic ways. In order to experience revelation, we must discern what is happening in our spirit through exchange and interaction with people, nature, and the connection to our surroundings. Then translate this information into revelation through scriptural knowledge. The revelation will contain and reveal a divine truth that is communicated to us through the understanding of God's guidance and warnings. It may be something He reveals to us through an act of protection, enlightenment, or by revealing spiritual wisdom through a dream, vision, or miracle. My mission is to express to you the importance of being aware and receiving this divine assistance. We all must have an understanding and the knowledge of how God works in our daily lives as revealed in Scripture. We can gain insight by telling each other our experiences. They become a powerful medium in which we can learn and grow. Understanding these messages can help strengthen our resolve when times are difficult. The symbolic language of the Bible is the language of heaven. Symbolic language is seen all throughout God's Word, yet we're not able to understand it, and many of us are puzzled when the Lord speaks to us in our dreams and visions using symbolic language, which contains gestures, signs, objects, signals, and words that can help us decipher the message that's being given. The symbolic language written in the Bible will provide us with the clues to help us understand how to interpret our experiences by conveying recognizable meanings that are shared by societies old and new. The Old Testament is an accumulation of God's words from over 3,000 years before Christ was born, and the New Testament, 2,000 years. The cultures in those times were obviously much different than today. But some things remain the same. While we're waiting for God to speak on our terms, many believers are missing nightly messages from God that are delivered to them through symbolic dreams. The best way for us to learn the language of heaven is to study God's word. God lives and reigns in the kingdom of heaven. He is the king of the spiritual world. When we increase our spiritual awareness, we are doing our part for the fulfillment of God's will on earth. The relationship we have with God will be in direct correlation with how we interpret and act on the information given to us through our everyday experiences. To be able to find revelation in our daily lives, we need to grow our knowledge and develop our relationship with God. God can work in and through us both naturally and supernaturally and more powerfully than we can ever imagine. Our part in the fabric of humanity can only be understood by coming to know the God who created it. We should be familiar with how the kingdom was designed to operate before sin ever entered the thoughts of man. We should understand why God created us and made the world in which we dwell. When God gives us dreams and visions, just as when He communicates with us 
through the Bible? He will convey knowledge by revealing clear signs from a biblical standpoint. He will also use past, present, and future experience to guide us for purposes of development in our spirit. When we enter the school of the Holy Spirit, God will touch our heartstrings and talk to us on the deepest levels. How will we know that the dreams, visions, thoughts, and inspirations that come to us originate with God and is given to us through the Holy Spirit? In order to counteract our everyday indifference, we can cease to practice our detachment from God's concerns and begin to recognize His unique and unmistakable voice. Everyday acts of obedience, as taught to us through the help of the Bible and the Holy Spirit, can, with practice, prepare us for what's to come. The practice of reading our Bible and then taking the time to reflect and pray on what we have read will facilitate the movement of the Holy Spirit. Dreams and visions will be part of our everyday life. Miracles will be a common occurrence. We need only to be able to recognize the spiritual realm activities going on around us. I have found that the practice of having a daily interaction with God's Word is the best way of being aware of God's presence. We can read the Bible first thing in the morning or the last thing we do at night. We can listen to the Audible Bible when we drive to and from work or running our errands. We can listen to the Bible as we sleep. This interaction will show us and help us to instill in our spirit the nature of His character. Our focus should be on our relationship with God, listening for His voice and recognizing His nature, which should remind us that God is always present. When we engage in a continuous conversation with God, it reminds us that He is always there. He will open our eyes to the circumstances around us. He will remove the scales from our eyes. Acts 9.18 says, Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. Our awareness of the spiritual realm and the world around us will increase, and we will be able to see and understand the situation more clearly. As God reveals Himself, He changes our hearts. His influence will change our circumstance and create new opportunities. We must be aware of His activity around us and pay attention to what God is looking to accomplish. The more aware we become of God's presence in our lives, the more we will understand what God is asking of us. This awareness will help us to obey and carry out His wishes. The better we can see God's activity around us, the more in tune we are with Him. Our mission should be to focus on hearing what God has to say rather than what we want to hear. God speaks to us all. Romans 10.17 says, quote, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. End quote. We need to pay attention. Look and listen carefully. Is God speaking to me? God has and still speaks audibly. Albeit it's rare by most accounts. I believe that I have heard the voice of God a few times in my life. We need to ask ourselves, can we hear what he is trying to say to us? Remember, 
God can insert images and ideas into our minds, whether we are conscious or not. Adam and Eve heard God's voice in the Garden of Eden. Genesis 3, 8 says, quote, Then the man and his wife heard the voice of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden, End quote. God spoke to Moses from the burning bush. Exodus 3, 4 through 6 says, quote, When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And then he said, Do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place of which you are standing is holy ground. He said also, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters, for I am aware of their sufferings. So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amorite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite. Now behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me. Furthermore, I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. And to all Israel from Mount Sinai, he said in Exodus 20, 1 through 22, quote, Then God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the inequity of the fathers on the children, on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter, your male or your female servant, or your cattle or your sojourner, who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. All the people perceive the thunder and the lightning flashes 
and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood at a distance. Then they said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we'll listen, but let not God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, for God has come in order to test you and in order that the fear of him may remain with you so that you may not sin. So the people stood at a distance while Moses approached the thick cloud where God was. Then the Lord said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, You yourselves have seen that I have spoken to you from heaven. You shall not make other gods besides me, gods of silver or gods of gold. You shall not make for yourselves. You shall make an altar of earth for me, and you shall sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen, and every place where I cause my name to be remembered. I will come to you and bless you. If you make an altar of stone for me, you shall not build it of cut stones. For if you weld your tool on it, you will profane it, and you shall not go up by steps to my altar, so that your nakedness will not be exposed on it. Quote. And with his literal voice, our Father endorsed Jesus at his baptism and at his transfiguration as written in the New Testament. Matthew three sixteen through 17 says, quote, As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from the heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. End quote. Personal revelation can come slowly or sometimes instantaneously depending on what the Lord is expressing to us. I now understand that God opens our eyes through the Holy Spirit when the time is right. When the dove came down on Jesus at his baptism, that was the Holy Spirit descending upon him. Our dreams are a series of thoughts, images, and sensations occurring in our mind during sleep. There's no rule or law of dream interpretation. The same is true when we're given a vision. The reason we use the Bible is to have a foundation which to start. It's like having the recipe when you're trying to bake something. When I have to guess, it takes many trials to get it right. But when I have the exact ingredients, I can do it right the first time. This is how I think of the Bible and its metaphors and symbolisms. It brings me to a place that I can understand and connect it to my everyday life. I have always dreamed, even as a young child, and I remember a lot of my more significant dreams that I've had through my life, which have left an impression on me. Through the past years, I've looked at many different sources to find the meaning of my dreams and visions. In current years, my dreams seem to have become more prophetic in scope. Once I realize that there are specific dreams that are sent from God, my interpretations of these dreams have become, for me, a supernatural gift. As an adult, I have finally come to know the Bible. My interpretations have been a lot different than what I found with the material world interpretations. For example, when my husband and I experienced the end of the rainbow together, when we were staying in Maui, Hawaii, the reason for having this experience was magical and spiritual all at the same time. Not only had we seen the rainbow, but we experienced going through it 
This is supernatural in itself because the prism of light that reflects the color moves as we move. And as we get closer or farther from it, it changes. That's where the idea of the pot of gold comes from. The end of the rainbow is elusive. You can never catch it. The closer you get, the more it moves away. My husband and I knew that something profound had happened. But what was it? I continued to ponder on the reason and what the Lord was telling me for many years. We all know what the rainbow means in a worldly sense. It's been pushed on us as a symbol of a certain lifestyle. But the sighting of a rainbow has long been believed to be the promise of good things to come. This commonly stems from God's promise in the Bible, Genesis 9.13. But there are other beliefs about rainbows being a symbol of hope and promise. Just like the pot of gold, as with many other myths, they get shifty over time as they're told over the ages. In the Genesis flood narrative, after creating a flood to wash away humanity's corruption, God put the rainbow in the sky as the sign of his promise that he would never destroy the earth with flood again. Genesis 9:13 through 17. I strive to be biblically centric when it comes to my interpretations. I've implemented the biblical dream interpretation model to be my foundation for finding revelation. The purpose of a God-given dream or vision is that God prepares us for what is coming and removes obstacles that might hold us back from obtaining the purpose for which we were created. With any interpretation, we still must be careful. Jesus warned us in Mark 7, 7, quote, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men, end quote. When we say that something is at the end of the rainbow, one meaning can be that people want it, but it's almost impossible to obtain or achieve. The metaphor for the promise of some elusive grand prize by seizing the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow often makes sensible people do irrational things. A double rainbow is considered a symbol of transformation and a sign of good fortune in Eastern cultures. The first arc represents the material world, and the second arc signifies the spiritual realm. But in a double rainbow, the colors are inverted, with red appearing on the inside and violet on the outside. With all of the recent shaking going on all around the world, I can understand why we need to have our biblical foundation. We've been told the story of making your house with straw or putting your house on a solid foundation, building it on rock. Because God created me, he knows me. He knows my future. He knows my past. He knew me in my mother's womb. Psalm 139, 13 says, quote, I have faith that because he knows everything that is coming my way, he will give me the help to achieve the purpose for which I was created, end quote. Send me your revelations. Send me your dreams, your visions, your miracles. Let's discuss what is happening in your life. You can contact me at my website, which is livinglifeonhigh.com, or you can email me at livinglifeonhigh at gmail.com. By next podcast, 
I will tell the story of my rainbow encounter and the symbolism attached. God bless, and I look forward to talking to you in the next podcast.